the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Man. Kathy Emmons just threw a technological Hail Mary that was better than anything the Steelers did last night. Yeah, that's saying nothing. Yeah, welcome to the uh, Tuesday edition of the show. I believe that Pittsburgh is collectively licking our psychic wounds today. Are we not? Oh, my gosh. Man. I mean, I, I... I mean, you want to see your life flash before you. That's what was going on last night. I... It was, I had a hard time getting to sleep. I'll say yeah. that. <laughs> and I know it's just a football game, but it, it meant like Ben's life, the Steelers organization, my life, all of Western Pennsylvania. We were sort of, what? My, hey, my, my emotional COVID this, condition. This is not reality. Everything. This can't be happening. It's like Alice in Wonderland oh, through the looking cow. glass. I can't, I, I can't comprehend exactly what I'm seeing here this evening. A generation has shifted somehow and all of a sudden we're part of it. What the heck went on there? Welcome to the show today, Kath, Mike. Good to see you guys. Good to see you, John. Kath. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, Thank I'm you. not overstating this, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Absolutely this not. Is, no. This is exactly what was going on there last night. Oh, night. my I mean, goodness. you saw Ben. Uh, ben Gracious. clearly was just staring into the abyss. I mean, Cla- I, And I was standing right there with him. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? What the heck is that Mike's dad says? <laughs> Give or take. Something. Huh? Give or take. Something like that. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That was bad. right. I think that was it the was. worst. I think. Oh, it I, was. I don't know. Who the was commentating? What? Who was commentating last night? Oh, those guys. Oh, those, are, those guys. Uh, that's, the, that's some jibonis. That, that's the guy who, who used to be the uh, sports center anchor. Oh, What's his yeah. name? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Eddie Haskell. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you know I mean. one of them said yeah, that this was, was his worst. But this was Ben's worst game yeah. since his rookie season. Mm-hmm. I, can you imagine why it wouldn't be? I mean, seriously. It, it was. Ben looked like he was tied to, um, you know, a little sort of chair that they used in Silence of the Lambs. Like they, was, <laughs> they were rolling him around on the field. I mean, what yeah. the heck was going on out there? I just feel bad for the guy. I don't want to dump on Ben. Oh, thank you for all the many great years of wonderful football we've witnessed. But, man, you get to see someone blow up in front of national television. Yeah. Oh, God bless him. Seriously. Oof. Okay. <laughs> Let's take a deep breath. All right. Okay. Kath, as we always do, uh, despite <sighs> that little outburst. Uh, let's go now. Give us the top four at four. All right. For Tuesday, December 22nd, John, Mike, I give you this. Number one. Guess who's been vaccinated? Dr. Anthony Fauci, the head of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, who gave two thumbs up after his shot this morning. Quote, 
I want to encourage everyone who has the opportunity to get vaccinated so that we can have a veil of protection over this country that will end this pandemic, Fauci said. Mm -hmm. Also vaccinated today, President-elect Biden, who said on Twitter, quote, to the scientists and researchers who work tirelessly to make this possible, thank you. We owe you an awful lot. And to the American people, know there is nothing to worry about. When the vaccine is available, I urge you to take it. Yeah, when you see that vaccine, doesn't that needle look extra big to you? <laughs> no, it looks, it extra, look yeah, it looks really painful. Big. They're all painful. Big. Come on, they don't hurt. Number two, and one of the reasons we should take the vaccine, 2020 has been the deadliest year in U.S. history, with deaths expected to top 3 million for the first time, due mainly to the coronavirus pandemic. The 2020 numbers amount to a jump of about 15 percent from 2019 and could go higher, of course, once the deaths from this month are counted. That would mark, listen to this, the largest single year percentage leap since 1918, when tens of thousands of U.S. soldiers died in World War One and hundreds of thousands of Americans died in the flu pandemic. Deaths rose 46 percent that year compared with 1917. Wow, I'd like to see a chart on that. Graph yeah, on how that. about that? Yep. Well, that's really, that is really, really humbling. Number three, since the passage of Act 77, the law that made sweeping changes to voting right here in Pennsylvania, at least 21 election directors and deputy directors are saying, see ya later, mm. leaving their posts, according mm. to an analysis by Spotlight PA and VoteBeat. I'm reading here from the PG, quote, mail-in voting has become like a second election we have to run that we never had to run before. Like Combing County Elections Director Forrest Lehman said, it has almost doubled our workload and you know, nobody's salaries have doubled at the same time. Despite these challenges, Election Day went smoothly with officials reporting few problems. Still, the people tasked with running elections are drained from figuring out how to implement new election procedures and dealing with regular verbal attacks from angry voters confused or suspicious of the process this year. And number four, speaking of angry, confused and suspicious, what was that last night in oh. Cincinnati? What was that? I don't know. I'm glad the, I didn't eat much. Oh, my gosh. The Steelers looked at turns incompetent, confused, or worn out. And it is hard to believe this is the same team we were all watching a month ago. At his noon presser today, Coach Tomlin said he's not anticipating any sweeping changes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't really? have any answers either, but really? holy cow. That was some kind of rough really? no Monday night. And yeah. that is your top four. For. Yeah, I mean, I, I said Holy this like, cow. I think on, on, on air a month or so ago that I, I witnessed like that first half. You said it was the Tennessee, Tennessee game, game. Yeah. which was absolute perfection. Every time the Steelers touched the ball, they yep. scored. Yeah. Last night was the complete 180. How can a team be so incredibly wonderful and then so incredibly poor in a short span of time? And how about Juju? Doing his dance on top oh, of the Bengals. Would. Like, wait, how, Juju. Just stop that. How about we stop that? Okay. How about that's just bad behavior? Yeah. How about that's just rude? So is and that a TikTok thing? Like, it makes you look like a, yeah, I think it is a TikTok thing. It makes you look like a moron when you get blown up yeah. like he did. Yeah, he was he pushed back like 18 yards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was not good. That was not good at all. Oh boy. Okay. So, hey, um, well, I don't know. Steelers could be one and done in the playoffs. I mean, they don't yep. even get in the play. They'll get in the playoffs. They'll but, get in the playoffs. Yeah, but what the heck? I know. I can't okay. figure it out. I don't know what to say.
Mm, it's like that, did everybody in the team get old at the same time i felt like it right and i felt i aged between the first and fourth quarter i want you to know yeah i, I mean seriously i went to bed and clutched my pillow like it was my only job listen <laughs> right of course after the half i didn't even watch i had it on but i was doing work and i thought i'm just going to emotionally remove myself from this mm. catastrophe yeah yeah all righty <sighs> Let's move forward. Let's talk about today's show. Can you All please? All right, fine. All right. Fine. Uh, Dr. Thomas Kidd's going to be with us in just a few minutes. Mm. He's a historian, Thomas Kidd is. Christianity is the greatest engine of moral reform and cultural riches that the world has known. Whoa. It's a big claim, but Dr. Kidd will historically back that up. Stay with us. The Ride Home with John and Kathy here. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. We are Word FM. Watch us on Facebook. Live now. WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. As they left the manger, they couldn't keep quiet about what they had seen. They told everybody their lives would never again be the same. The sky would never again seem so dark. They would know that just as they had kept watch over their flocks, there was now somebody keeping watch over them. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, Why the Nativity, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have 5 to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm Kathy Emmons. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in network. Isn't it time for a change? Stop the insanity. Call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30 percent. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. Or go to MarleyFG.com. Listen to Kelvin. What he's about to say could change your life. I'm 6'2", and I was about 290. I lost weight fast. I trimmed down. Now I'm about 235. I'm probably at about 09, maybe 10% body fat. That's great. I lost probably at least 60 pounds in probably three and a half, four months. The color of my hair is coming back. Skin looks better. Um, obviously gaining muscle. My muscle mass is coming back. Thank you for providing an awesome product. Somebody who actually has and does what they say they will. That's awesome. That's great, Kelvin. Losing that belly fat in less than four months is outstanding. Since 2004, Andro 400 has been changing men's lives, like Kelvin, and can help you lose belly fat, gain energy, and improve your lifestyle. We guarantee it. Go to andro400.com for more true testimonials, before and after photos, and special discounts. Only available on andro400.com. andro400.com. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. 
Of course, as believers, we know that Christ in the world and his church has and continues to do great and wonderful things. That's a big claim. Dr. Thomas Kidd is with us. He's going to talk exactly about that. Dr. Kidd is professor of history at Baylor University, author of, among many other titles, Who is an Evangelical? A History of a Movement in Crisis. Thomas, welcome back. How are you? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Always good to hear from you, Thomas. Okay, so um, it seems like we have two uh, ends that we're falling off off of ideologically speaking right now in America. So one is that we have a group of people who are saying that Christianity um, has basically made America into the greatest nation in the history of the earth. And if America would cease to exist, then basically Christianity would seek to exist. Right. So we have kind of that side. And then the other side is that Christianity hasn't produced anything good in America. America is just kind of like just another nation. And there's nothing really spectacular or essential about America anyway. Right. And, and I think that we need to avoid both extremes. I mean, and I, I do think that over the past 50 years, it has become more and more fashionable to, um, you know, really say that nothing good at all comes out of Christianity or religion in general. Uh, the late Christopher Hitchens you know, said, God is not great, you know, and that, that a trail of destruction follows wherever uh, religion goes. And I, I think that that's an overcorrection to, you know, what, what used to be the sort of Western Civ tradition of, uh, you know, everything good has, has come out of uh, the Judeo-Christian tradition. And, and and so I think Christians don't want to be uh, cocky or, or arrogant about it, and they don't want to put – we don't want to put all the, the credit on America. I mean, that that's another problem, right? right. Um, but, but I think overall we can still say that Christianity ha- really has been not just, a, 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 you know, the agent of salvation uh, for, for people in, in eternity, but, but a real force for good in the world, too. Right. Well, Dr. Kidd, uh, the article that you wrote last year, the headline is, Christianity is the greatest engine of moral reform and cultural riches the world has known. I mean, that's a gigantic claim, but I believe uh, you can back it up. I certainly believe it. So hold forth on that. Talk about that promise and that actuality. Sure. Well, it's it's a huge topic um, and and a fairly short article about it. But it, but in a nutshell, the idea is that uh, again, on balance, that Christianity has had a, a hugely positive effect in terms of uh, global literacy and learning and moral reform and good government. And a lot of that is is based on research that colleagues of mine, especially uh, Bob Woodbury at Baylor, has has done about the effects of the missionary movement, um, which has been much criticized and, and and often for very good reasons, especially in individual instances. There's been a lot of abuse that's come out of the missionary movement, but uh, Woodbury also discovered that in in the big picture. Um, that uh, where missionaries went, there there were just huge improvements, consistent improvements uh, in terms of uh, people flourishing and moral reform and philanthropy and all, all these these sorts of things. Even when uh, the people were not uh, that they the missionaries were going to were not necessarily becoming Christians. Still, the missionaries were founding schools and universities, and uh, you know, and working on 
more reform movements that overall had a, a really sanguine effect for the people uh, globally. Of course, if you hang out in any museum of fine art anywhere in the Western world, you can't really dispute the effect that Christianity had on the fine arts. So let's talk about that. Sure, that's right. Uh, uh, wherever you go, uh, you know, and, and to art museums before uh, the modern period, but but even in some ways continuing through the modern period, uh, Christianity is is the most common uh, subject in in medieval and early modern art. Art and and you know the great uh, masters from you know Da Vinci to Caravaggio, and and Caravaggio is my favorite. And and I mean. I mean what would they do if they didn't have Christianity as a, as a subject, or or the Hebrew Bible, right. of course, and and um, and a lot of times that's because their sponsors were the church, um, and so it was a money making deal. But still, the point is is that these great masters were in most cases uh, sponsored and funded by the church, and look at the the wonderful cultural riches that came out of that. And I think even, you know, secular uh, experts in the art world would readily concede uh, that, that many of these artists' greatest works were based on uh, scenes from the Bible. Right. And, and of course, you know, the arts continue to be impacted. You talk about Terrence Malick, the Christian filmmaker, uh, I should say the filmmaker who is a believer uh, even today in the 21st century, which uh, has magisterial works. I mean, works of great mystery and insight, a lot of poetry. But at the same time, I mean, Thomas, when you talk about, you know, art and literature, perhaps are one thing, but Christians in science, you know, I know you didn't talk mm-hmm. about it in your in your article, but Christians in science continue still to thrive. Sure. And you do see Jesus, you know, in great scientific works, although it's not talked about because Christian scientists tend to go about their work as scientists first and then believers second. Yeah. And and I mean, it didn't used to be that way. I mean, uh, people like Isaac Newton I mean, it was was a very devout Christian and and fascinated with uh, you know end times prophecy and all all these kind of things. Some he had some <laughs> odd views about the Trinity and so forth that we could we could talk about another time. But but still, I mean, Newton obviously is you know sort of top five all time scientists and, and and very devout Christian and and I think some of his admirers today almost get frustrated with him about how much time Newton spent on theology. Uh, but but you know we do live in a more secular world today, and so someone like Francis Collins, uh, you know, who's who's done such yes. incredible work with the you know the Genome Project mm-hmm. and so forth, uh, you, you know, has to sort of set that aside in his in his scientific capacity, but is very uh, you, you know open about his deep Christian faith. And so this you know this narrative about the the rivalry between science and religion has has uh, rarely proved to be uh, the case in terms of these individual scientists. Dr. Thomas Kidd with us from Baylor University, one of our favorite guests, uh, professor of history there, author of the book, among others, Who is an Evangelical? A History of a Movement in Crisis. Um, Thomas, let's go back to art for a minute. Um, When you think, as I said, if you walk into a museum of fine art, you're just overwhelmed at the influence that Christianity had on what you're looking at. Um, how, I mean, this is worthy of another paper, another article, a whole life's work of study to 
kind of trace the pattern that we went from that point when Christianity was kind of at the cutting edge of visual art. Um, and now we see Christians in large part in some ways, you know, trying to kind of get on a train that's already moving. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, and, and I think that, I mean, some of that has to do with uh, the, the fact that, that churches have often bought into the, the idea that science or art are, are not really uh, Christian right. pursuits, that right, we just need to right. be about, you know, kind of direct evangelism and that yeah. that sort of thing. And and I think, you know, that, that, that I mean, I'm all for direct evangelism, but, but you know, it's, 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 we've seeded, I think, uh, our, our role as, as cultural thought mm-hmm. leaders, scientific leaders, artistic leaders, uh, you know, not that, not that uh, there aren't Christians involved. I mean, I have great, wonderful colleagues here who are involved in movie making and, and, you know, uh, Terrence Malick hasn't been, you know, uh, as far as I know, that direct about his own faith, but man, his films are just full of, you know, Christian, Judeo-Christian themes. So, so, I mean, it's, it's a lost opportunity. And I, and I think sometimes Christians uh, have, have almost bought into the narrative almost as much as secular people about that those fields are not really for Christians anymore. And I, and I think that that's too bad. Right. So when you look at the world now, and of course it's been a heck of a year and, you know, you, you see America and of course there's always that debate uh, true or not, you know, is America a Christian nation? But when you see, you know, uh, our contemporaries, whether they're the Russians or the Chinese, you thank God for the strains of Christianity that are part of America's DNA, because clearly what the government of Russia and China are interested in are not necessarily what we're interested in uh, if you drill down deep into it. That's right. I mean, I, and I mean, there's, of course, a lot of reason to be discouraged, uh, uh, you know, about about Christianity's role and, and the increasing secularization. But you know, I'm, one thing that struck me lately about the COVID crisis is is how, in, in spite of, of the problems we have with abortion, how, how much that the, the America just takes it for granted that we need to protect the lives of elderly people. I mean, it, it, you can find that contested somewhere on the web, but sure. I, 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 th- <laughs> I think, you know, it's a really, I'm really encouraged in a, in a difficult year. I mean, I'm encouraged that as the vaccines are being distributed, that that we just take it for granted that we need to protect people in uh, you, you, you know in, in senior uh, living homes and and that that sort of thing, and and we just take it for granted that life is valuable at least in that way, and that is coming straight from our Judeo-Christian uh, inheritance, and so. You know, uh, America is, is deeply influenced culturally, even among, you know, secular public health officials and so forth, by the assumption that, you know, at least for people who are outside of the womb, that we need, to, you know, to protect all kinds of human life, including the most vulnerable and elderly. And I, I think that that's a, that's a, you know, that's a, it's a relatively uncontested issue um, and, and I think it's a great example of the continuing cultural inheritance of, uh, of Christianity in America. That's good. Dr. Thomas Kidd, Christianity is the greatest engine of moral reform and cultural riches the world has known. All right, so Thomas, in our 
last remaining minutes. Tell us how things are in Texas. What has your life been like with uh, COVID over the last three months? We haven't talked in a while. And tell us kind of what you're anticipating for the holiday here. Yeah. Um, well, I was online for both of my courses uh, this, okay. this, this semester. and um, Online only? Uh, Online only uh, for for a variety of reasons, and uh, you know a lot of Baylor classes were uh, hybrid, uh, where you know some in person and some online. And I I, I gather from colleagues that that is probably the di- most difficult uh, way to do instruction and, and do it well, um, because you're basically having to teach two different classes at the same time. Sure. Um, and and uh, but I have to say I I was encouraged by my online classes. Uh, you, you'd have to ask the students to get the real story, but I I think I think they went well. And um, you know I had students all over the country and uh, at least one international student. I had a student in China uh, who was staying up in the middle of the night to, to do the you know the live Zoom call. Uh, wow, wow. And, and, and and so I thought well. You know, we wouldn't be able to do this any other way uh, to have you know this group of students in this online right. class, and I, I thought it went I thought it went pretty well. Um, and, and but I'm I'm looking forward to being back in person in the spring uh, to get back to normal a little bit a little bit more. But I, I think for both uh, you know schools and for churches. Man, a lot changed really fast in eight or nine months, and and I think we're all going to be kind of trying to catch up with, you know, what's the new normal? We we just we just don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, Thomas, uh, from our family to yours, Merry Christmas to you. Always a great pleasure to have you with us. We certainly uh, appreciate your time here. Merry Christmas, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. From Baylor University, Dr. Thomas Kidd, his latest work is Who is an Evangelical? A History of a Movement in Crises. We'll stick around next. Listen, uh, there's still time for last-minute shopping. 50 things you could grab. Are you concerned about memory loss for yourself or a loved one? Susan Gibson's mother had dementia. Susan prayed God would show her the solution to memory loss. And after many divine encounters combining faith and her background as a pharmacist, Susan founded Vivalor and created Glory Day Brain Booster. Glory Day is a premium quality, all-natural supplement with five to 20 times more nutrients than any other memory supplement. It won the award for Most Innovative Healthcare Regimen in 2020. Visit vivalor.com for testimonials about the life-changing improvements people have experienced. Glory Day is for those with normal memory, mild, or severe memory loss. Don't wait until your memory slips. The pathology that leads to memory loss starts 20 years before your first memory loss symptom. Vivalor is V-I-V-O-L-O-R. At Vivalor.com, enter promo code 20 for 20% off. The makers pray that God's glory rests on every pill. Vivalor.com, V-I-V-O-L-O-R.com. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. Okay, man, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're going to go out there and be an all-star caregiver. Cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. you got to dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments, because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Show the world 
that you're tougher than tough. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve. By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. With Merrill Guided Investing, you have the option to work with an advisor at a low cost and minimum. Get started at MerrillEdge.com slash investing goals. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner, and Smith Incorporated, both a registered broker dealer and investment advisor. Member SIPC. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. Partly cloudy skies tonight with a low of 29. Sunshine through high clouds tomorrow. It'll be breezy and milder in the afternoon, high 47. Tomorrow night, breezy with a few showers late, low 41. Christmas Eve Thursday, cloudy periods of rain in the morning. Combination of rain and snow melt can lead to flooding. It'll be windy and turning sharply colder in the afternoon with a high 47 early, then temperatures dropping. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. So all the lyrics go, I'm dreaming of a Christmas flood. I, I, I love that the... song. I love that one. That's such a good... So, the, so now that's on the agenda too, right? Christmas tune to whistle? If locusts could inhabit Western Pennsylvania in the dead of winter, perhaps yeah. they'd be on the menu as well. Yeah, exactly. Just between, this, between the locusts, the, the Christmas flood, and the Steeler loss last mm-hmm. night, mm-hmm. it is just everything mm-hmm. you dream about in the Yuletide yeah. era. Kath, uh, I know that you were out and about at the uh, local mall today. I went to the mall today. I hadn't been to the mall in months. How was the mall experience? The mall, well, it was a good experience. The mall was kind of like um, about the level of people you would see on a regular Saturday. Oh, so a lot of people. So there were a lot of people, but not like anything like the Christmas Christmas mania that you would that you would experience yeah so it was not that so i mean i was glad to see there were a lot more cars than i've seen in the past but you know it wasn't a crush of people Mm -hmm. every place i went yeah i only went to three stores but every place i went the person who checked out my merchandise Mm -hmm. thanked me for coming in very nice like they really seemed like they were really glad that people were coming that's very kind good are you all done is your shopping complete uh, I believe I'm done. Your uh, your gift is back ordered, John. <laughs> As I would expect it to be. Yeah. I mean, it's not every Mike, day. Mike, yours is also back ordered. I'm sorry. I mean, I know the Tesla models are backed up at this point. So yeah, I didn't. That's one of the three places I went in the mall. Right, the Tesla dealership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So my wife and I were talking about our Christmas shopping over, but then we always kind of go, "Well, what about the the stocking stuffers?" You know, oh, you, yeah. You like a little, don't you like a good stocking stuffer? I do, but my husband handles all that. So oh, I don't. Well, he's the stocking guy. He's the stocking guy. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. let me, I just saw a little list here in USA Today, and I won't go through all these, but uh, 50 perfect last minute gifts. Oh, okay. Don't require actual shopping. All right. right? I've got my pen. I'm ready. Okay. For the person who has a super, who's super busy, mm-hmm. a subscription to Home Chef. Mm-hmm. Oh. Home okay. Chef. 
They barely have time to cook, let alone braid the crowded grocery stores. That's what those number meal kit delivery services. That'd be right. good, right? Uh, Shop Home Chef starts at 7 bucks a meal. Mm-hmm. And that could add up pretty quick, right? But yeah. you know, mm-hmm. just get a little limited meal menu, right? How about uh, Disney Plus? Oh, sure. I got that as a gift last year. Did you? What's that new show on Disney Plus? The Star Wars. People have been talking about it. Mandalorian? Yes. Mm-hmm. I want to see that, but I don't have well, Disney Plus. See, okay. I, maybe I could get that for you. All right. For the ebook reader, Kindle Unlimited. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you like, uh, if you are good with reading your books on Kindle, I mean, it's a great way to do it. It's a big mm-hmm. space saver. I wish I liked it. I'm not even interested in trying it, quite honestly. I only like it for, for like long distance travel. Yeah, I just want to hold a book. Mm-hmm. Okay, for the adventurer, a pass to all the national parks. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. I yep. would love that present. Yeah, how about um, that? But with an assurance that we'd go there. That's <laughs> right. That's the thing. Yeah. I don't just want the pass. This time last year, you're still sitting around waiting, yeah, right? Right. For the person who wants to try something new, Masterclass. Don't they look yes, interesting? They do do they so. suck you in those mm-hmm. ads? Of course they do. 15, I love them. You get an all access pass from Masterclass for 15 bucks a month. I mean, that's really, here's the thing though. I would be filled with self-loathing. I Why? can tell. I can tell because every one of those would be so good, but I'd like dip my toe in here and dip my toe in there. And I wouldn't really increase in anything. I just watch a bunch of videos. Well, isn't that what it's all about? Well, it's about becoming more proficient in something. No, I, mean, I, I no, I just think I always thought it was just more knowledgeable about things. No, no, I mean, no, they're actual classes. They're like there's actually workbooks that you download. Oh, more there's forget whole, that. I'm not, oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, anything to increase your self-loathing. I, I don't want to do that. So, <laughs> please. Okay, how about uh, this? This is also for the person who never misses a workout. Something called class pass. What's that? Spin yogas, Pilates, oh, no matter your workout, you can go there terrific. and yeah, it sounds, you know, okay. Uh, for the wino, uh, first leaf, which is a home delivery wine thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. For the makeup lover in your life, see mm-hmm. Sephora monthly makeup. So for, do they just send you stuff? Yep. Like you don't, you yep. don't ask for it. They just send mm-hmm. you. Well, Colin, then you're going to, they're going to, there's going to be a lot of stuff you're going to get that you're not right. going to use. Uh-huh. Get some Botox injections. Listen at, to how negative home. I am. Listen, yeah. I'm like Debbie Downer here. I'm yep. going to, I got to pick it up. Good. For the dog parent, Bark Box, which is okay. a once a month treat box. For the bibliophile, Book of the Month Club. Mm-hmm. Okay. For the person who spends all their money at Starbucks, Counter Culture Coffee, which, you know, which is that, um, the resource coffee from around the world for the person who has a green thumb, the sill, which is a monthly uh, plant service, 20 bucks a month. You get a new plant every month. I mean, you can only do that for so long. Right. I was going to say like, if I had a lot of shelf space. Yeah. Right. How about this? This is nice for the hopeless romantic bouquets. Um, A Mm -hmm. subscription to bouquets, 36 bucks a month. Of course, fresh flowers always around your house. That'd be nice. That'd be very nice. Uh, for the woman in your life, the Billy razor. Uh, it's what's like, that? Like a, it's like the, you know, what's the, um, razor oh, club, dollar right. shave club oh, for, for woman. Got it. Okay. For the person with a serious case of wanderlust and Airbnb gift card. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. For the meat lover crowd cow, which is a, a gift box that starts at 38 bucks. Right. Mm-hmm. So you, you kind of all buy an animal mm-hmm. together and then right. you, Okay. For the person always ordering takeout Grubhub gift cards. Okay. I like that. 
the person who loves self-care, Therabox. It's a box of essential oils and frou-frou. No, that's what I'm going to get for Mike. Mm -hmm. For the sentimental one, (laughs) Artifact Uprising, which is, you know, um, taking care of your photos in a stylish Oh, okay. Wait, what what does that do? Um, you send them, you know, your books, your photos, and they'll send you back like you do the hardcover oh. books. Oh, right. Okay. You know, What's artifact- that called? Artifact. Uh-huh. Artifact uprising. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Then you can get a couple date box, a monthly date box. It starts at 32 bucks a month. But you get a date in there? Yeah. You know, accoutrements for the date. Okay. How about Jenny's Pint Club? Not what you think. Pints of ice cream by mail every month. Oh, that is the last thing. Uh, that'd need. be nice. Uh, uh the the monthly baby box as your baby ages you get a different box with different things for your baby that's fun that's a really mm-hmm. good idea mm-hmm. uh, for the one who's trying to meditate more mindfulness training uh 12 bucks a month okay mm-hmm. yeah okay that's fine for the one with the sweet tooth homemade treats now they're just now they're saying okay stop you make yourself a little box of homemade treats and you oh. know, give give them out to your neighbors and friends. Well, that's not that's a good idea because yeah. the, I mean I also since I I can't do the the ice cream pint a month I certainly shouldn't be getting like someone else's <laughs> cookies every month. Yeah, but I could this? stand to you know hand some out for the one who hates doing laundry. Something called Rinse, a gift subscription to Rinse, sixty bucks a month. Um, what you'll never someone have comes to, and does your laundry. You'll never have to wash, dry, or fold again with a subscription to Rinse. The laundry service will pick their clothes up right from their doorstep, no contact required, or return them freshly washed and folded. I like that. Wow, I like it. Sixty bucks a month. Okay. Um, All right. Maybe I'll think about getting that for you. Okay, that's an awful lot. All right, All right. shall we take a break? Sounds good. All right. When we come back, why we keep asking about the Christmas star. This week's Jupiter-Saturn conjunction represents one of the dozens of theories trying to explain the sign that pointed the Magi to Jesus. We'll talk about it next on The Ride Home. 101.5 WORD. As we traveled the book of Malachi, we talked about giving God our best. Well, this week we discuss a related topic. Is it possible to rob God? Maybe you don't think so. But the prophet Malachi had a strong message for Israel, and that same message is significant for us too. Ring in the new year studying God's Word on Through the Bible. This evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. At Christmas time, everything sparkles. But nothing sparkles more brightly than her eyes when you surprise her with a gift from Trinity Jewelers. You know, more engagements happen at Christmas time than any other time of the year. Maybe it's because things that speak of eternity go best together. This year, make your own little miracle with a little help from Trinity Jewelers. Trinity Jewelers, Mount Nebo Road, for when you really want to say, I love you. At TrinityJewelers.com. When I go to the mall and those nice people at the kiosk in the middle try to sell me their product, I'm the guy just jetting on by. I'm not rude, but my head is down and my brain is not interested. And yet today, I'm the guy trying to grab your attention. December is a busy month, a month easy to just look down and think about Rudolph and ugly sweaters. But at our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, we've also learned it's a very popular time for people to think refinance or cash out refinance. The new year is next, and it often brings leftover bills or the desire to start the year fresh and finally use some home equity to do that dream special project. If you're curious about what that would look like for you, we think you'll see that we're a team committed to Word FM. 
a team that despises even an ounce of pressure, and a team that's set up to move fast and stress-free. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, President of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. Last night, there was a beautiful event happening in the heavens. But of course, this being Western Pennsylvania, where it's cloudy 361 days a year, we missed all that. So second best, we decided to invite uh, someone who is a star lover, Douglas Estes. Douglas is the Associate Professor of New Testament Practical Theology at South University, author of Braving the Future, Christian Faith in a World of Limitless Tech. Douglas wrote a piece called Why We Keep Asking About the Christmas Star. And Douglas, welcome to the show. Hey, John. Hi, Kathy. Great to be back again. Yeah, happy to have you. Okay, so there is a lot of conversation about that Christmas star. People trying to figure out if it was some kind of, you know, supernatural event, if it had like an astronomical history or significance or anything that we can trace looking back. Are you one of these people that's always trying to kind of figure out what that might have been? Well, actually, I take a little bit more of a pragmatic approach. You know, over the centuries, uh, lots of theories have been put forward. Uh, you know, there's there's dozens, if not a hundred theories. And in a sense, we probably will never know until we talk to God face to face which of those theories is correct. But they're all very interesting, and they all kind of relate to and point to uh, the wonder of God sending His Son into our world. Nice. So yesterday, uh, Douglas, the great conjunction of 2020 happened. The last time it happened was 1226. Before that, in your article for Christianity Today, it occurred in 7 BC. So what exactly did the rest of the world see and we miss here in Western Pennsylvania? Well, I was fortunate enough that I did get to see it. Uh, the, the skies were clear here in the Carolinas, and it was it was very impressive, I have to say. Uh, when, when the sun went down, you, can, you could clearly see Jupiter and Saturn very close together, almost touching. They were, you know, not exactly touching. You could see the space between them, but they, it was so bright on the horizon. I, it, was, it was almost kind of wow. caught my breath how bright it was. And if you think about living in a world where there's no artificial light, there's no light pollution, I mean, you just magnify the impact of what it would have been like uh, to see one of these great conjunctions in the ancient world. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So then in the ancient world, they would have seen that. And as you talk about in your article, uh, perhaps it was extraterrestrial. 
<laughs> well, the extraterrestrial, you know, there's several different theories. I mean, one of the theories, or groups of theories, really, one of the theories is that it was just supernatural. You know, some Christian believers today think that God just provided a light, or astronomical, maybe God just put, uh, you know, his, uh, uh, put his hand in motion and, and a comet showed up. But at the same time, they, you know, ancient people were looking up in the skies all the time in the evenings because they used it for their calendars. They used it for their, their agricultural seasons. They used it to guess who would be king. I mean, they used it for a lot of different reasons. And so if you were an ancient person and you saw that, even if you didn't necessarily have an idea of what it meant, it would have been significant to you. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what we can't, you know, quite picture uh, simply because of the the place in history in which we live, you know, light pollution is something, of course, we're grateful for because it means we have electricity, um, but it does kind of change the, the what we're accustomed to. We're accustomed to seeing light all the time. We're accustomed to seeing light in darkness, right? This is just, this is something that we've come to expect. And so trying to put yourself in the, in a first century mindset of seeing something like that would be really amazing. Okay. So you're looking for a natural um, explanation for what happened. Have you landed on something? Do you have a couple ideas that you're tossing around? Well, I think more than looking for a natural explanation, I think that the, the point of the piece was kind of to let folks know that there are actually different uh, theories, and they, they're in competition with each other, but at the same time, they all sort of revolve around similar ideas. So, for example, you know, some of the theories that are put forward – is um, that it is an astronomical phenomenon. That's what, you know, Johannes Kepler believed, and that's what, you know, some modern astronomers believed. And then some historians of the ancient world believe it was astrological. And Christians, we don't like that word, you know, astrological, because we associate it in a, in a negative way. And, and there is a negative aspect of that. But people in the ancient world, they, they, because they use the stars in a lot of ways that we don't, they didn't have those strict categories that, that we do. So it could be more than one. I guess if you, if you ask me my opinion, I think that there's not a definitive answer that we can come up with, but they're all kind of related. You know, the Magi saw it on their star charts. They knew that a conjunction of some sort was coming. Um, and then as a result of it, they looked for the star. And then when they saw the star, it kind of confirmed their suspicions. You know, you have Herod in Matthew. Matthew records that Herod doesn't really see the star. He doesn't realize it. But, of course, when he, if he did see it and saw it, you know, he's kind of superstitious, which is why he asked everyone in Jerusalem and everybody's like weirded out by the star appearing, you know, when they didn't really understand it fully why it was. So they, they all kind of intersect, in my opinion. Right. So, Douglas, I mean, many things, um, you know, the star itself is miraculous in some way, but also the Magi tracking the star yeah. and finding that. I mean, that, that to me, how does that work? Of course, you know, we're used to, you know, the old days of mariners looking at stars and finding their way across the oceans. But really, I mean, was that close to the neighborhood where Jesus was? They found that by the star? Well, there's a lot of debate about that, and we don't, you know, we don't have a definitive answer because people would track the stars and they would follow the stars in some situations. But the, the way that I would explain it best is that the, the Magi were uh, of a group of people who kind of made their living um, on speaking about the stars and talking to other people about the stars. In fact, certain Roman emperors got in trouble because they asked Magi to come in and uh, give them assessment of the stars. And they got in trouble, and there was a lot of arguments and fighting over that. So it's kind of what they did. 
Um, and as a result of that, it is, it is not unusual that they would do this. But what's amazing, though, is that you have people who have no real connection with the God of the Bible who saw the star and yet were included in the Christmas story. And, you know, of course, yeah, in, the, yeah, in yeah. the broader Christmas story, right, you've got angels and shepherds and, and wise men, and you've got all these, you know, di- very different group of people, but they're all united because everything God is doing is pointing towards his son. Mm-hmm. Doug Estes with us, Associate Professor of New Testament and Practical Theology at South University. Okay, so now that's a different question that you, you've you come up with, Douglas, which is why are they included in the story? Why, why secular star watchers are included in, you know, the most miraculous event of the incarnation. I mean, that is, yeah. so that's like a, that's like a deep philosophical question. Um, in addition to like the, the kind of star watching that you're doing. You know, it is a deep question. And, and I would say that if we look at the shepherds, why would the shepherds be included? Because shepherds were not notable people in, in that time. So you wouldn't think of appealing to shepherds uh, to make an announcement about the king. But he, here's what I would say. What I would say is that while we don't know exactly um, why God included them, it seems likely to me that, uh, that Matthew, because he was writing and emphasizing the kingship of Jesus, that it would be uh, sort of a missionary tract way of telling the world, listen, even Secular astrologers, pagan astrologers came and affirmed that this is the king. So it's almost like him producing proof, a secular kind of proof. Well, we would use the word secular. They wouldn't, of course. But, you know, a secular kind of proof that, yes, Jesus is the king. And, you know, he starts with uh, the genealogies as kind of a Jewish uh, proof. And then he just adds in more and more proof about how Jesus is the king. That's fabulous. Doug, always a pleasure. Thanks so much. Yes, thank you. Have a great Doug Estes. You yeah. too, Doug. From South University, Doug Estes. He's the author of Braving the Future, Christian Faith in a World of Limitless Tech. Take a break. Come back. Hey, uh, new housing coming to Polish Hill. Talk about that in a few minutes. Gentrification. Here's a remedy against it. I grew up Pope, which is even worse than being from poor to CEO, the incredible journey of Herman Cain. My American dream entailed working hard and making $20,000 a year. But I surpassed that goal and became a corporate CEO. The story of one man's amazing journey from a poor, undereducated family to the highest levels of corporate, social, and political America. I didn't have to be work ethic. I saw it firsthand, and it had a big impression on me. From poor to CEO, the amazing true story of the American dream that will inspire and motivate you and your family to live your best life. We'll all be able to say free at last. See the movie From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain, available at SalemNow.com. Use promo code FAMILY for 20% off. SalemNow.com promo code FAMILY. First Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this community. The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people. The incredible beauty of the space. A warm, welcoming congregation. The people are amazing and truly love one another and Christ, and our pastor preaches the gospel. I want everybody in Pittsburgh to come and experience. First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, in the heart of the city, with the city in its heart. 
When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. If you are a caregiver for a family member or loved one, this is an important message. Help at Home, formerly Excel Home Care, will pay you to take care of your family member or loved one. Yes, you heard that right. You can actually get paid to provide care to those you love. To learn more, contact Help at Home today and get started right now. Care and quality when you need it. Call Help at Home, 412-212-8950. 412-212-8950. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. one of my favorite neighborhoods in Pittsburgh. I mean, I know I come from like a Polish background, but it's still cool, right? It's like perched there on the hill, right right underneath Bigelow Boulevard. It has that absolutely spectacular church I've never been on the inside of. Um, And anyway, it's just a neighborhood I've always been kind of fascinated by. News comes today that we're going to have some new housing in Polish Hill. John, give us the details. Yeah, about this. A plan to build eight new affordable homes in Pittsburgh's Polish Hill received a $750,000 boost in a grant from a government-sponsored bank. The City of Bridges Community Land Trust was awarded the money from Federal Home Loan Bank of Pittsburgh's Affordable Housing Program. Each federal home loan bank is required to have such a program. So there there was a a fire there, probably about a decade or so, and eight houses were damaged. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, So uh, they're going to take those houses down, raise them, and um, two of the homes will have two bedrooms, sell for $131,000. Others will be three-bedroom homes and carry price tags of about $147,000. Now, what's shocking is that, you know, Polish Hill – for many, many years in that whole, you know, east part of the city, Bloomfield, very, very affordable. Now, mm-hmm. of course, with the rise of the tech companies coming into the east end, you know, with Google and Amazon and whatnot, prices, home prices in Pittsburgh have really skyrocketed over the last couple of years. I mean, just truly sure. through the roof. So here's a way for people to come into the neighborhood. Uh, they're saying the homes are affordable for people making anywhere from thirty to $60,000 a year. All right. That's good news from Polish Hill. It should be, uh, you know, a diversified neighborhood as it has been for a long time, if you're Polish. Sure, which I am. So I'm fine with that. Very good. Um, Speaking of local news, it looks as if we could have some weird weather here culminating on Christmas Day when it is going to be super cold. Yeah, it sure is. I mean, really cold. Now, whether it's going to be a white Christmas or not, I mean, I've got a lot of green showing in my yard right now. So what's it looking like, John? More snow or not? 
Well, yeah, they're saying we're going to get snow. Pittsburgh region could see about three inches of snow between Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. The heaviest snow expected pre-dawn Christmas morning, maybe uh, in the ridges of I-80, four to six inches. That's super cool. But it's going to go down to like 16 degrees I hate on Christmas 16 Day. Degrees. No, I, I don't like want it. 16 degrees. No. Where are you Absolutely going on Christmas not. Day? Where are you going? I know, but still, the point is, you're going to, like, you could go out for a walk, but not if it's 16. It's Christmas. Bundle up and enjoy the snow. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at Radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. 2020 will go down as the deadliest year in U.S. history with deaths topping 3 million for the first time. It's due mainly to the coronavirus pandemic. California is desperately searching for nurses, doctors, and other medical staff, perhaps from as far away as Australia, as the coronavirus surge pushes hospitals to the breaking point. With many of the state's hospitals running out of capacity to treat the severest cases, the state has brought in and deployed more than 500 temporary medical staff members. The U.S. economy expanded at a 33.4% annual pace from July through September. That's according to figures released today from the Commerce Department. On Wall Street, stocks were mixed. The Dow was off 201 points. The Nasdaq gained 65. The S&P 500 dropped 7. This is SRN News. In years past, most families had a local jeweler they could go to with confidence and trust. In these changing times, one store has managed to say the same. LS Jewelers has been family-owned and operated for over 65 years. LS Jewelers in Robinson Town Center is a full-service jewelry store. We have the largest selection of laboratory-certified diamonds and engagement rings with both the finest quality and the best price. We also do custom design work as well as in-house repair. Don't trust your diamond purchase with just anyone. Come to LS Jewelers for the best price, service, quality, and selection. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Hi, this is Marcia from the Springhouse, and we really do wish you a Merry Christmas. And to keep your Christmas season merry, I suggest you give the Springhouse a call to take care of all your homemade goodies. We do beautiful Christmas cookie trays featuring family recipe orange drop cookies, lady locks, cherry cheesecake cups, pecan tassies, and lots more. Our fresh fruit trays and smoked salmon trays kick off a celebration beautifully. Our Heath Bar Cheesecake or Filled Chocolate Log finish it off nicely. And for the in-between, how about our own hickory smoked hams or fresh turkeys or capons? Mmm, good old-fashioned eating. Are you hungry yet? Give us a call, 724-228-3339 at the Springhouse in 84 PA. Or check us out on the web at www.springhousemarket.com. And then give us a call and place your order today. Merry Christmas from all of us to all of you. Let's say you've decided to build a bicycle from scratch. Sounds like an impossible project for my skills. But let's say you've got the skills and I offer you an advantage. A special tool that would help you build the bike faster while saving you legitimate money. My guess is you'd say, bring it on. If you wouldn't, well then this commercial isn't going to make much sense. My name is Ryan. I'm from United Faith Mortgage. And we believe we have an advantageous tool for you. Our mortgage team is lucky to have a direct lender advantage. Our company is set up to use its own money and make its own lending decisions within its own walls. And often, this advantage allows us to get your refinance or new home loan done faster and get you a better rate, which saves you monthly and lifelong money. Rates are historically low. Now is the time to see how our special tool might work for you. We 
are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1335. Rack animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. I'm Dr. Baker, an ER physician. If you're having leg pain, swelling, or redness, but haven't talked to your doctor yet, don't wait. This could be deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot which could travel to your lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. Your symptoms could mean something serious, so don't wait. Talk to a doctor right away by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Partly cloudy skies tonight with a low of 29. Sunshine through high clouds tomorrow. It'll be breezy and milder in the afternoon, high 47. Tomorrow night, breezy with a few showers late, low 41. Christmas Eve Thursday, cloudy periods of rain in the morning. Combination of rain and snow melt can lead to flooding. It'll be windy and turning sharply colder in the afternoon with a high 47 early, then temperatures dropping. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. You have a little wanderlust? Yes. Nice to, like, you know, get in your car to an unknown destination or just anywhere. (laughs) Anywhere would be nice to go to. I had this uh, psychology teacher in, uh, in college, and he would take these vacations. Now, I believe this guy. He was a fascinating guy. He said he'd, he'd pack his bags and then he'd get in his car and go to the end of the driveway and he would go uh, left or right. Okay, I'll make a left. And then he'd just he'd wander without any itinerary. He just kind of made things up as he went along. Wouldn't that be fabulous to do that oh right now? Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? Just to get out and about. Uh... Okay, so the good folks uh, from Fromers. You know Fromers, those travel books? Kind yes, of- yeah. Is it from is it Fromers or Fromers? From I don't know. I yeah. don't know either. Uh, I mean, if I'm pronouncing it, you you can might bet it's probably the wrong pronunciation. That is the other thing. That's all right. <laughs> I know who they are. The skill set that I have. Uh, so Fromers, of course, they have maintained an end of the year tradition, recommending travel destinations for the coming new year. The list for um, you know 2020, as you might have imagined, this past year, whereas you know national parks in Spain or Chad or India, great, great, right, all these places. But this year, instead of their going anywhere because no one's going anywhere, they've decided to do best places 2021 great authors on our America. They said that uh, they're not going to publish this year. We've reached out to writers we love and asked them to tell Americans about their country and culture hmm. and what they should be proud of. Oh, we I hope love that, that this can heal some divides. Now there's any number of essays and they're short 200 words or less was the assigned um, the assignment and it runs the gamut. People talking about Native American practices and places or how to go to um, the National Memorial for Peace and Justice in Montgomery, Alabama, or to go into California and visit an internment camp for Japanese Americans. Mm. 
Uh, go to Salt Lake City. David Sedaris, he says he went to the Little American Hotel, a five-star motel in Salt Lake City. He urges guests to eat at the coffee shop on Prime Rib at night and to greet the other diners on the way out and to say that I sent you. So, I mean, it's just these weird I would not say weird, perhaps unusual, quirky yeah. places that are out there that most of us don't know about. Right. Like some of them are, you know, like uh, this one man who I, I'm not familiar with most of these writers, to be honest with you. Um, but one of them wrote about Ellis Island. Yeah. I'd love to. Have you been there? Oh, yeah. A See, couple I've times. Been there because I, I, you know, I've only been to New York, I don't know, four or five times in my life in Ellis Island. You know, there's so many things to do in New York. You, mm-hmm. Anyway, I never got there. Yeah, it's fabulous. I mean, be prepared to spend, you know, hours there. It's interesting, you know, living in New York in the 80s, it was one thing, and New York in 2020 is totally different. So, you know, I I used to, you know, get on a little boat, just walk onto a little boat, little ferry from downtown Manhattan, take a little trip over to Ellis Island, walk around, come back in a couple of hours. Now, I mean, you've got to get a number, you've got to, you know, you've got to get security. It takes a full day to do this. Right, and they did yeah, they did this whole historic uh, preservation and renovation of the island that it's they wonderful. finished in 1990, which yep. I would love to see. Highly recommend. I'm just seeing, looking at some photographs of it, and I just really love it. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. Hopefully, this time next year, we are back to, in air quotes, normal, and you can go back out and see the country again. In the meantime, you can bone up on your knowledge of America and set your agenda for next year. Okay. So, tell me a place that you would like to go. I don't mean maybe not tomorrow, but like if you had some time to sit and think about it, you say, okay, so January 25th, I'm going to have an expense paid trip. Where am I going to go? You know what I want to do? Hmm. Well, a couple of things. I want to drive from here to Key West. Do you? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I just want to go okay. to the very, very tip of it all, you know, to the, of the, you know, southern united states or well at least on the east coast it's not it's not the most southern place but i would just love to drive you know for a couple of days three four days take a nice time down there and go see some sun right i'd also love to and and i've never i can't believe we've never never done this as a family go to the grand canyon oh right it's so Mm -hmm. beautiful okay now i've got a family getting married in seattle in june of this year oh you need to go my wife is saying Please let us drive to Seattle. Oh my gosh, that's a really, really long drive. You think? How, how am I going to? Uh, oh, I'm just going to take what? How many weeks off am I going to go to a wedding in Seattle and then back again? Now you could. What if you rented a car mm-hmm. and drove out yep. and then flew back? I think that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot. I mean, that you just need you'd need a whole month. Yeah, you'd probably need five weeks to really be able to drive there and back mm-hmm, yeah. in, a, in a way that's not crazy. Crazy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I said, if we did that, we drove the, the foot would never come off the gas pedal. We'd all have to oh, sort of, of take turns yeah, yeah, driving yeah. and you'd be like, just crazy. You'd just be on the interstate. What kind of fun is that going to be? Right. But believe or me, at this maybe, point I do it. Maybe fly out, handle the wedding and then have a leisurely mm, trip back. Yeah, maybe that uh, would be even better. That's not a bad idea. Mike, what do you think? Uh, January 25th, you get to go on a trip. Where are you going to go? Oh, man. Don't say Turtle Creek. <laughs> yeah, that's I hear, I, although I hear it's nice this time of year. It's a lovely town. I love Turtle Creek. I always wanted to check out the uh, the Aurora Borealis in, uh, oh, nice. in Fairbanks, Alaska. Alaska. Heck yeah. Means. Sure. Okay. Check out the mountains there. Take on a, go beautiful. on a hike. Heck yeah. yeah sure. I would love yeah. to do that, that. 
Never been to Alaska. I'd love. I Kath, where, where are you headed? Um, are we talking only contiguous? Yes. Or we're we're only talking here. United yeah. States. Yeah. We're oh, staying okay. here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, that's okay. Alaska is still United States, Mike. It's not contiguous, but it's still. Um, I would say if I was doing something in the U.S., mm-hmm. I think I would want to go back out to Southern California. I think mm-hmm. I'd like to have a nice week in the Laguna Beach area that I deeply love. I've spent a lot of time there, but I deeply deeply enjoy everything about it. I yep. think that might be what the other thing though, is I spent a week uh, on the Oregon coast a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. That is, and that's one of the articles actually in this farmer's guide, the Oregon coast is so unique because it's all uh, it's undeveloped from North to South. Lovely. It's completely open, wild uh, beachfront. And it's so, it's just different than any other place I've ever seen. Mm, very nice. it's, it's really beautiful. So maybe that. Okay. So, well, we can dream. And in the meantime, we'll just have to tune into the National Geographic channel or something like hey, that. Hey, you know what I started doing? Huh? Every night before I go to bed, I've been listening to a travel podcast. What? Yeah. We talked about travel podcasts a couple yeah. weeks ago on the show. I downloaded two or three of them on my phone. How are they? Every, they're great. It's the good. perfect antidote for being landlocked. Oh, that's really is good. I feel like I've been to a lot of different places, oh, like kind it. of like a bird's eye view. Um, I pick a different place every night. I love it. Okay, good. So you're actually listening to the show and doing the show. Can you believe I pay attention to what you say? <laughs> That's very good. Okay, let's step away for just a second. Uh, Pastor Steve Cordell is with us. Pastor Cordell is a wonderful preacher and teacher. He's going to talk about fully embracing all that the Christ child offers from Crossroads Crossroads United Methodist Church. Steve Cordell's next here on The Ride Home. 101.5 WORD. If you've known the disappointment of a failed marriage, then you can testify to a broken heart. This week on Through the Bible, we find comfort and conviction from an unexpected source, the Old Testament book of Malachi. I'm Steve Schwetz, and I'll be sure to save you a seat on the Bible bus as together we travel through Malachi. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Still paying outrageous premiums for your health insurance? Or maybe you settled with a ministry plan, some short-term medical or limited benefit plan that lacks the coverage you need? This is Kathy Emmons for my friends at Marley Financial. Every agency offers the same stuff, well, except for Marley. Marley Financial now offers a unique ACA clone that looks, feels, and most importantly, acts just like a Blue Cross plan. In fact, it's even better. You can go to any hospital or facility anywhere in the country. They'll actually waive your deductible for inpatient and surgery. Does your plan do that? Plus, they can customize your plan to reduce your costs for the rest of your life. Contact Marley Financial today, 724-884-1496. You don't have to wait till open enrollment, 724-884-1496, or visit MarleyFG.com. Nobody does health insurance like Marley, 724-884-1496. This message is for anyone looking for $500,000 to $1 million or more of affordable term life insurance. Even if you have diabetes, 
diabetes, high blood pressure, or taking anxiety meds. Here's an example. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe overweight with type 2 diabetes, $1 million of term life insurance may only cost about $200 a month. We're Term Provider, experts in finding affordable term life insurance for those that may not be in perfect health. If you've had prostate cancer, heart conditions, high cholesterol, or on prescription medications, you may still qualify for half a million to a million dollars or more of affordable term life insurance. Get a quick quote by calling Term Provider at 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. If you're looking for term life insurance but have type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, or have other health issues, call Term Provider at 800-555-2085 or visit Visit termprovider.com. Termprovider.com. Don't let pests haunt your home this winter. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Boo's Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. Pastor Steve Cordell is with us, senior pastor at Crossroads United Methodist Church. Steve, welcome back to the show, and Merry Christmas to you. Well, thank you. It's great to be with you, and Merry Christmas to you as well. Yeah, Steve, we've missed you a lot. Tell us, uh, before you get into the subject um, with which we're going to, to discuss and kind of get to know each other again since it's been so long, how are things in your life and with COVID and at the church? Well, things are going pretty well. It's uh, an adventure with COVID. Uh, you know, things are a little bit, uh, let's say, adjusted, but um, God is still meeting us. It's uh, it's all good. So, Excellent. Yeah. All right. So, Steve, uh, today, you know, here we are just a few days away from Christmas. And, of course, uh, I think a lot of people who are faithful are thinking about the entrance of the Christ child into the world. So can you talk to us, you know, about the Christ child and what that is to embrace all that the Christ child has to offer? It's a vast subject. Where do you start with all this? Yeah. Well, yeah, being the Christmas time, uh, you know, it's not the same Christmas as we're used to, generally speaking. Um, but if we think uh, about the meaning of Christmas, it's the, one of the key meanings is that God is with us. Um, mm-hmm. 700 years before Jesus was born, uh, God spoke to a prophet named Isaiah, and uh, Isaiah 7.14 says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And we'll call him Emmanuel. And then centuries later, uh, Matthew 1 tells us that was fulfilled when Jesus was born in that barn. And it says in Matthew 1, 23, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. They will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So that that's so rich. God with us is the, the message and the experience, really, of Christmas. Because when Jesus was born, God entered our world in the form of a Middle Eastern baby. It's amazing to think about that. He became one of us. Uh, you know, he he cried. He slept in a feeding trough. Um, he was born in a barn because that's where Mary and Joseph were. So he entered their world. He enters our world, too. And what's profound about that is that Jesus' name, Emmanuel, meaning God with us, is not just another one of the ways we can address Jesus. It describes the eternal purpose of God. God with us. 
the book of Genesis, right in the very beginning, it tells us that God created the heavens and the earth, and then he created human beings, and, and he didn't have to do that, right? God did not have to create people. God's perfect. He could have been perfectly happy without creating us, but he created humanity to be with him, to know him. And uh, that's the story you see in the scriptures, that in the beginning, people were with God. Garden of Eden was a paradise mm-hmm. because people had it good because God was with them. So when they woke up in the morning, God was there to say hello. You know, when people uh, cared for animals and the creation around them, God was delighting in that. Uh, when it was lunchtime, you know, God showed them all the food that he created. So you can have all these things. But then we see sin happened and people disobeyed God. And the 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 consequence of that was a broken relationship. The first thing that that people did was they hid from God. And so the relationship was broken. But the rest of the Bible is the story of God working to restore the relationship between himself and people. And that's why Jesus came. Uh, he was coming to restore God's original purpose. And so when you think about the main, in fact, in the book of Revelation, we see the whole, the end of the Bible is that God is with people. It says, I will be their God. You will be my, they will be my people. This this thread all through the Bible, from creation to revelation, is God restoring the relationship with people, God with us. And so the encouraging thing that Christmas tells us is the main point of life is to do it with God. Um, And if we're not doing life with God, then we're going to feel that something's missing. Uh, and I, I think about it rather like like marriage because um, you know uh, I've been married to my wife for a lot of years now, <laughs> many decades, and um, we I'm closer to her than any other person on this planet. Uh, but yeah. you know, a few months into our marriage, then uh, I wasn't really super happy as a husband. I mean, I love Linda, but I didn't really love how life was going because. We uh, had no money. We had moved to another state. I was going to start seminary, and uh, we were. I was working like three jobs, and she was working. And she, then we got pregnant, and so she would, you know, get up in the morning and throw up, you know, for the morning sickness. And uh, we did work all day. Come home, I go and work at night, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, I'm not sure this is what marriage I thought was going to be like, you know. But I didn't think I signed up for that. But you know what? I had actually, yes, I had signed up for that because I'd said. For better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and health, for love and the chairs. So here's the thing. We, we signed up to do life together, and we were. And life got better. You know, we did a lot of other good things. Uh, but my point is simply this, that just like marriage, the whole point of marriage is to do life together. That's what you pledge to do. I'm going to do life with this person, no matter what. That's the vow. No matter what happens, I'm going to do it. So it is in our relationship with God. The whole point of life is to do it with God. It's not so much like I need to find my purpose that I have to, like this particular job to do or this particular accomplishment. We'll have those. Yes, we'll have those things. But the point is to do it with God. Jesus is God with us. That's the point. Wherever you are, God with you is the point. That's why Jesus came, so that we could know God in this personal way. And when we do life with him, then we're accomplishing our purpose. And so 
um, you know, the, the, the point then is we're not created like for a certain job. We're here to work whatever job we have with God. You know, our purpose is not just to raise a family. It's to, it's to raise a family with God. You know, we're not here just to help the poor, you know, or to solve societal problems. We're to do that. We're to have fun. You were to do that. But we're to do all those things with God. And we can do it. The only reason we can do it is because Jesus came, uh, Emmanuel, God with us. And he broke down the barriers that kept us from being able to do life with God. And that is sin. And not only did he forgive us, but he's come to, to dwell in us. So, you know, what we, when we do embrace that in the, the with God part of life, uh, then, uh, boy, you know, everything gets more rich, right? Because, you know, it's more fun to go to a ball game with some friends than going alone or yeah. most activities in life. And when we're doing life with God, that enriches every moment because, you know, we can get up each morning and say, okay, what are we going to do today, God? <laughs> you know, what are we going to do? And, and when we experience difficulties, challenges, problems even, we can say, okay, God, um, what are we going to do here? <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to leave on you here. So the whole point of life being to do it with God can transform really the way we look at uh, our daily life um, and even difficulties, uh, you know, and, and it can drain some of the worry out of life too, because worry is, okay, what will happen if, like, what if this happens? Mm-hmm. Um, and Jesus answers, and because of Christmas, we can say, Jesus answers, well, the answer is, I'll be with you, even to the end of the age. You know, what if I get sick? Well, Jesus will be there, and he'll be at work. Uh, what if I lose my job? Well, Jesus will be there, and he's going to be at work. Now, what if I never find somebody to marry? You know, well, Jesus is going to be there. He's going to be at work. So even Psalm 23, verse 4 says, uh, even though I walk through the valley, the darkest valley, the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. That's why. Um, so, because because Jesus came, you know, what we celebrate at Christmas, Emmanuel, God with us. You know, that means that God is not just out there somewhere. God is with us right here, right now. Uh, he's not just, you know, like the big man upstairs. No, God's with us right here, right now, and and uh, He can be found. And Jesus, uh, He showed up where he could be found. Uh, you know, it's a lot said about he was born um, in a stable and to working class parents. If he, if he was born in a, you know, palace or something, he would not have been accessible, uh, but he came where he could be found. And, uh, and he, he does that today too. He can be found right now where we are because he has come, Emmanuel, God with us, and uh, he's not only fulfilling the purpose of all of creation, you know, the reason that we're created to be with God. And, and the, the whole story of the Bible is how God is reaching for his people and bringing us into relationship with him. Um, but it's also the fulfillment of our personal stories, too, of our own being, of why we are here, is to be with God. And, uh, of course, we get to do that eternally with him because of what he did on the cross, too, because we can be with him forever, not just only right now, but forever. Nothing can break that that uh, relationship with him. So that's 
what I think about when I think of Emmanuel. Yeah. That, uh, that's, you know, that's Reverend Steve Cordell, yeah. Senior Pastor at Crossroads United Methodist Church. Steve, um, I just want to say years ago you told me Jesus didn't die for you because he thought you'd make a good employee. And that's, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> That's been above yeah. my that's been above my desk for I don't know how nine years. Uh that's so good. It, that's cool. So anyway, it just reminds me of what you were saying here. And it's just really it's really, really good. Steve, good wonderful to wonderful to talk to you. Well, it's great to, to talk with you as well. And uh, I trust you have a, a rich Christmas celebrating God with us. Jesus is yeah. going to be uh in twenty twenty one. He will be with us. I'm into that. Steve Cordell, Senior Pastor, Crossroads United Methodist Church. Easy to find on the web, Crossroads United Methodist. Take a break, come back. Does this make sense? Probably not. It's our daily foray into the world. Hello? Hello, Mrs. Kuntz. It's the back left tire of your RV calling. Wanted to give you a heads up that I'm going to blow out on the highway later today. Wait, what? Uh, says here I'm going to burst in the middle of rush hour. Well, can we reschedule? Sorry, our policy states that once we're scheduled to burst, we have to. We really pride ourselves on our commitment to blowouts. RV owners can't schedule when things go wrong on the road. That's why there's Progressive, a leader in RV insurance. You want a text confirmation when I burst? Uh, think I'll notice. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. I grew up Pope which is even worse than being poor. From poor to CEO, the incredible journey of Herman Cain. My American dream entailed working hard and making $20,000 a year. But I surpassed that goal and became a corporate CEO. The story of one man's amazing journey from a poor, undereducated family to the highest levels of corporate, social, and political America. I didn't have to be taught work ethic. I saw it firsthand. And it had a big impression on me. From poor to CEO, the amazing true story of the American dream that will inspire and motivate you and your family to live your best life. We'll all be able to say, we at last! See the movie, From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain. Available at SalemNow.com. Use promo code FAMILY for 20% off. SalemNow.com, promo code FAMILY. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. Pain or no pain, your wisdom teeth should be checked every year. Some wisdom teeth can become impacted, which can lead to cysts, tooth decay, and gum disease. Wisdom teeth can cause crowding, painfully damaging adjacent teeth. Not all wisdom teeth need to be removed, but they all do need to be monitored by an oral and maxillofacial surgeon. Find a surgeon near you for a complete examination at myoms.org. I grew up Pope which is even worse than being poor. See the movie, From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain. I've never shied away from hard work. Rising from poverty, he achieved the American dream. We'll all be able to say, free at last! From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain. Available at SalemNow.com. Use promo code Pittsburgh for 20% off. That's SalemNow.com, promo code Pittsburgh. 
Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Partly cloudy skies tonight with a low of 29. Sunshine through high clouds tomorrow. It'll be breezy and milder in the afternoon, high 47. Tomorrow night, breezy with a few showers late, low 41. Christmas Eve Thursday, cloudy periods of rain in the morning. Combination of rain and snow melt can lead to flooding. It'll be windy and turning sharply colder in the afternoon with a high 47 early, then temperatures dropping. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does it make sense, John? Does what make sense? Water filters. Well, I would say water filters do make sense. I mean, I don't know if they actually work or not. But well, then how do you know whether they make sense I don't know. I don't know. Here's the deal. Uh, so for years, we've not, we have not had one on our faucet. We've had the Brita. Mm-hmm. And so I, daily I drink, I don't know how many glasses of water out of my Brita container. This is the marketing genius. It makes me feel good. Right. Somehow it's a little cleaner uh-huh. than out of the tap. Yep. And so I'm mm-hmm. happy to do it. And whenever somehow. it comes time to change the filter, am I seeing like clogs of dirt and debris? Right. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But I believe that it tastes better. I believe that. Mm-hmm. You so believe water it. filter somehow makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Do that make sense to you? Well... Here's the thing. It does make sense to me for the same reason. I have an automatic water dispenser in my refrigerator. And just yesterday, I changed the water filter. And was it dirty? It Well, it's a water filter. It looks like it... today. You can't tell if it's dirty or not. It Wouldn't just feel better if it the like little a light came bug. up and said I was supposed to change it. And so I did. Right. But like, you know. I don't know. There's a caterpillar in like my water of... filter. There's, a, you know, some larvae from some, you know, there undisclosed. There could be. Or there might not be. What I'm saying is this. I think... That I'm buying into this with no scientific evidence or justification at all. Maybe the more appropriate question is, do I make sense? <laughs> well, I think as human beings, none of us really make sense, right? And we're manipulated by marketing tools and we're easy. We're easy. I guess. Yeah. Right? Okay. So what I'm saying is, yes, it makes sense, but I'm not sure if I do. All right. Okay. That's good. All right. So I was in my closet the other day. I looked down and I saw a row of three or four dress shoes. Oh, dress shoes. <laughs> covered with a light <laughs> layer of dust. Uh-huh. And I thought, remember how you used to like to shine your shoes? Yes. To a high gloss. Yes. I used to shine my father's shoes. Mm-hmm. He would give me 50 cents or a buck or whatever. And I thought, man, he looks sharp. So whenever I'd go outside, you know, when I'm dressing up, I want to have a nice shine to my shoes. Now, I haven't worn those shoes since March. Mm-hmm. So, does it make sense to shine your shoes? Always. Always. Always makes sense to shine your shoes. If I'm wearing leather shoes before I leave the house, I shine them every single time. I agree. Because I am my father's daughter. Mm-hmm. That is the reason why I do that. Now, I haven't worn any of those shoes since March. Right. But there's something, again, whether it's a water filter or shining your shoes, you just feel better about yourself. You lift yourself up. Right, we need to be lifted up, and it's hard for the world to do that. Not to be an egomaniac. So my water filter is going to lift me up. Makes you feel a little better about yourself. I don't know, and that makes sense. 
101.5 WORD. Next time on PowerPoint with Jack Cram. If you are full of the Spirit and every believer is commanded to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and when we are, we will be telling people about Jesus. Tune in next time for PowerPoint with Jack Graham. PowerPoint, tonight at 9.30 on 101.5 WORD. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. Visit windowsrouspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry from a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsrouspittsburgh.com. That's windowsrouspittsburgh.com. Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. First Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this community. The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people. The incredible beauty of the space. A warm, welcoming congregation. The people are amazing and truly love one another and Christ, and our pastor preaches the gospel. I want everybody in Pittsburgh to come and experience. First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, in the heart of the city, with the city in its heart. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. I think if you, you know, go through your friend list, whether you're you know, talking over the phone or you know, texting or whatnot, a lot of your friends, and this may be you as well, you know, at any point during these last nine months or so, you feel a sense of hopelessness. I mean, the despair is overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And, and thank God you know Jesus, because in an unbelieving world, your despair and your hopelessness has to be tenfold as to where you are right now. Well, here to talk to us about hope is Father Jason Sharon, who joins us monthly from Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church. And uh, Jason, here today to talk to us about hope. Merry Christmas to you. How, how are things? Things are looking hopeful. Things are looking very hopeful. Good. Very good. That's what I want to hear. Why? Well, you know, people go around saying, you know, Santa Claus goes around saying, you know, ho, ho, ho. They're hearing impaired. Really, he's saying hope, hope, hope. 
hope, hope, hope. That's what Santa's saying. But all right. Uh, actually, I I decided that you know we talk about hope because as as I'm reading the Gospels, um, there, there's a we're living in parallel realities. You know, there's the, the reality of the Christmas carols and the the um, you know the Christmas cards that we see, and they have these nice New England towns painted on there with these uh, snow-covered roofs and the, you know the sleigh and all these things and the cardinals and the the chickadees and and uh, beautiful beautiful pictures and um, you know we we think how warm that would be with the fireplace and you know maybe maybe a little bit of Bing Crosby playing in the background and that's the kind of Christmas we want with all the family around and this year you know. The family part versus probably not going to be there like it was in previous years. And, um, but, you know, we look at the gospel, and that, that, that wasn't what the first Christmas was like. You know, this, this very season that gives us so much hope and joy, uh, that first Christmas seemed to have anything but hope and joy. You know, you look at um, men chasing after this little baby to, to, to kill him. The parents have to, you know, become refugees in a foreign land, and they they raise their child there in a foreign land until they can come back. And um, this whole narrative, that's the reason for our hope. So if we can look around, and I mean, people aren't chasing us down here, um, but uh, we have our challenges, but it's nothing like what the Holy Family faced. Um, the cloud of suspicion that Mary had to face for nine months before Jesus was born, you know, and uh, if if hope can come out of that, then hope can come out of what we're facing right now. We need to check ourselves and uh, read the gospel and uh, walk with our, our our head up high because we're we're following a commander who's who's uh, who's a god of hope. Jason, as you were joining us today, and just as you were coming in, and, you know, you said, I'm going to speak about hope. It made me think about, you know, you see this from time to time, whether, you know, they're on, you know, someone's business or, you know, their bumper sticker, and it just will say the word believe. And I often think when I see that, well, what do you cracks me up? What do you believe in? in? What what do you believe in? You know, and, you know, and then, so when I hear you say just the word hope, I mean, hope and believe well, belief, those are good th- things, but I think, you know, your point is t- to be made here that there's got to be something gigantic behind the hope and the belief, yeah? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, you've all heard, I'm sure both Cassie, John, you guys have heard the analogy of, you know, the, the man who has this vase and, uh, um, you know, he empties all the, the, the large rocks and the small little pebbles out of it. And, um and he says to the to his you know his son you know put it all back in and the you know the boy tries putting all the small pebbles in first and then there's no room in the vase to put the you know the bigger the bigger rocks um, and the father says this is how you do it and he pours it out and he puts the, the big rocks in first then the little pebbles and it all it all fits right um, and it's it's the same with our lives and our spiritual lives is that if we put those big things in first in our lives all these other things will will work out. They'll fall into place. And the big thing is faith, which you talk about belief, and uh, hope. If, if we have faith, hope, and, of course, love, then everything else will be given to us. But mm-hmm. if we're trying to have all the, you know, the, these, these nice accoutrements that, you know, we're accustomed to at the human level uh, at Christmas time, um, and then try to put the virtues of faith, hope, and love in there, it isn't going to work. I mean, we have to start with those big blocks of hope, of faith, of love, 
of which Christmas is emblematic, you know, it, it and the epitome of those virtues, and then uh, everything else will be given to us. Father Jason Sharon with us. Um, Jace, you just had your uh, seventh child. Se- er, seventh child? Yes, seventh child, yep, yep. Okay, so your first son, and um, so the the son has six older sisters, mm. and you and your wife, and so does it, I don't know, does it change how you think about the holiday, how you think about anything with, you know, you're used to having little girls. Is, is Has the sun opened your eyes to something? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it it really has opened my eyes to this um, um, understanding of God's only begotten son. And I think mm-hmm. about this uh, time and time again, you know, uh, after 20 years of not having a son, and I don't, I don't want people to think that, you know, I'm disappointed with my daughters. I'm not. Uh, I, we just love having babies and being open to life. But um, when a son comes, it, 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 there is a difference. And, and all of a sudden to have a son, um, long expected. Now, I wasn't waiting as long for a son as, you know, Israel was waiting for the Messiah. But mm-hmm. um, and not to put too much weight on the kid's shoulders here, but, but uh, you know, <laughs> it's a lot, it's a lot. It, it, just... it, yeah. But it, it really helps me to understand uh, the enormity of the father's love for us and his sacrifice that he would, he would allow his only son to be rejected by men, to be mocked and to be crucified. Um, and that's, that's what this, this Christmas is really, uh, kind of renewing for me is the, the original, the original Christmas. It was that God was allowing his own son to come into this world. As Simeon says, you know, in Luke's gospel, you know, who will be destined for the rise and the fall of many. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, that, that I just, this, I just have a, a little bit of an inkling of what God felt like, you know, having a son but then giving up, giving him away. And mm. for someone to ask me to give my son away right now, I, I just, oh, the thought is unbearable. Yet that's what he did for us. That's what Christmas is. Christmas is uh, the beginning of, of uh, Calvary. You know, Calvary is beginning uh, with the Annunciation. Very nice. Jason Chiron, Holy Trinity, Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie, Pennsylvania. Jace, uh, how are things in Carnegie? Um, certainly many different faith communities, but uh, Christmas uh, is a, a uniter for some people and a divider as well. Well, um, yeah, th- this year is going to be a, a bit uh, challenging. I think I, I speak for, for mo- most pastors uh, in that um, you know the, the the mask issue is is uh, you know it's right up there, and uh, the um, people coming or not coming to church that's also uh, on the you know on the on the on the plate, and uh, it it really is. Um, I, I don't want to use the word dividing communities, but um, let's face it, it is. I mean we're we're not seeing the people sure. that we're used to seeing, and it's been it's been uh, you know nine nine months of this, so it's. Um, it is a challenge, I think, for all, all churches, um, but at the same time, uh, we know that as Christians, that with every challenge, there's always a silver lining, and I've seen a real uh, rebirth in faith like I've not seen in my 12 years as a priest. 
of really? people uh, live, living according to faith. And uh, uh, that, that's been um, a, real, a real source of hope uh, for me as a priest. Oh, so, that's terrific. We'll talk about that for a second. Attributable to, to what, Jason? An intentionality or a separation from community that people are doubling down? What do you see there? Well, I'm seeing people who are uh, pulling together. And uh, hold on, I'm going to sneeze here for a second. God bless you. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, God bless you. Yeah, I'm seeing that people are really pulling together who are feeling that uh, faith is being marginalized, uh, and uh, they're, they're, they're coming together, and they're praying together, and uh, they're finding uh, purpose together. And when you have uh, men and women praying together, um, sharing their faith together, then faith blossoms, and it multiplies. And uh, that's, that's what's been happening. Um, and a lot of this began at the beginning when, um, you know, churches were, were considered kind of non-essential and um, other other industries were considered, uh, you know, essential. And then people I know were saying, hey, I mean, we're, we're, we're salt in, in, in the world here. We Christians are, are essential to the, the, the well-being of this world. Um, and uh, what makes us essential? What makes us distinct? And it's our faith. Well, we have to re, you know, re double up on that, and so I've seen uh, men's groups coming together and uh, um, really uh, men holding each other accountable to uh, to become better Christians during this time because people are full of despair and, and they don't they don't want to echo that despair. They want to um, echo hope and and faith, and so uh, that's that's what I've seen. That's good. That's really strong. Well, Jace, listen, uh, every month you join us, and we're so appreciative of your time and your teaching here with us and, you know, to show us your life and your family. So on behalf of Kath and myself and Mike and I, we just want to wish you uh, all yours, all your family and all your community a very Merry Christmas this very strange year. And from everyone here in Carnegie to everyone at Word FM, we say to you, Merry Christmas, Christ is born. Christ is born, indeed. Jason Sharon. Uh, just always a good good guest. Holy Trinity, Ukrainian Catholic Church. Take a break, come back. Um, hey, uh, 6.30 tonight, a Bisberg's up. We'll talk about that in a little bit. What's a Bisberg? If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. Don't let pests haunt your home this winter. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. 
I was a little bit surprised, but so happy to see how eager patients were to return to the office. At Stock Family Dentistry, exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. They were just as eager or more eager than we were. I think that goes back to considering them part of our family. I think they feel a part of our family, and their loyalty and their friendship means everything to us. Stock Family Dentistry on Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at CityMission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. When questions find you, Merrill Edge Self-Directed Investing has personalized tools and insights to help you find answers. Get started at MerrillEdge.com slash within reach. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner, and Smith Incorporated. Registered broker-dealer, member SIPC. Equal opportunity is the cornerstone of the American dream. Being employed gives us the confidence to be financially independent. We feel useful and respected. But what if you were one of the 81% of adults with developmental differences who do not have a paid job? Join the SunTrust Foundation in supporting Autism Speaks, Best Buddies, and Special Olympics in creating pathways to 1 million employment and leadership opportunities for this talented community. Visit DeliveringJobs.org to learn more. Hey, the show Bizberg airs uh, at 6.30 this evening, a very special edition. Jonathan Watt from Geneva College is going to peel back the curtain on Christmas. Your host, Mike Howard, with Bizberg this evening at 6.30, part one, and then part two this evening, tomorrow evening at 6.30 as well. You don't want to miss that. Kath, um, the sneezing's going around here. Our guest sneezed and Kath sneezing here. I don't know what's going on. Do you love yourself? You okay there? Yeah, I'm good. Is it a piece of spam? You know, it's not. Yeah. Uh, do, do you like spam? I have to say that I don't believe I've ever tasted it. What? I don't think I've ever had it. You've never had spam, really? No, but I thought about it when I saw this article on Business Insider yesterday. Um, it's about McDonald's China. Now, have you ever been to a McDonald's in, a, in another country, John? I've been to a McDonald's in China. Oh, have you? Yeah. Okay. Um, I The only McDonald's I've been in... Um, that I've had actually had food at in another country was in Germany and uh, McDonald's in Germany is totally yeah. different. They're different the here. world over. They're the same McDonald's, but you know, the, the golden arches are the golden arches, but different tastes. All totally that different. Thing. Yeah. It's just weird. Yeah. Right. Everything's made to order in Germany. Yeah. So like you order your burger and it takes a while to cook. I mean, it's like way better. It's way, way, way better than here. Anyway, <laughs> McDonald's China, since you've been there, John, let me know if, if this surprises you or not. They're selling a limited edition spam and cookie burger that's only available for one day. So for two for 13.14 yen, which is $2, diners can get a burger with two thick slices of spam mm. topped with a generous portion of crushed Oreos. And a creamy white sauce. <laughs> now, according, as I said, to the Business Insider, reactions to this burger have been mixed, but one reviewer called it, quote, unexpectedly delicious. Yeah, I'd eat mm-hmm. it. I think it sounds really gross. Yeah, but you got to give it a try. I mean, how many, 
How many cans of Spam are they going to open in one day in I China? don't know. I can't figure it out. Okay, so listen to this. In early December, Burger King Singapore launched an ice cream sundae stuffed full of French fries mm. after it noticed diners dunking fries in their ice cream. Now, that's delicious. If anyone who's ever had French fries with a milkshake, that's awesome. It's very good, yeah. Okay, that's mm-hmm. very, very good. It's not the same. I mean, I get what the, the article is saying that China's trying to get on the sweet and savory mixture thing. Yeah. Having Oreos on your burger is not the same thing. It's not a burger. It's spam. Having it's, Oreos on your spam. Yeah. Also not the same thing. I mean, spam, we had spam occasionally. The best spam story I've got is that I had a friend whose dad was, I would say, let's say he's, he was Scottish. And so he was a little squeaky in the way that he wanted to spend his money. And the family had a pop-up camper and they would go annually on these little camping trips. You know, the pop-up campers, you know, trailed behind the car. The camper was involved in an accident. Somebody hit the camper and the father on the camping trip, all they ate at the campfire every night was spam. And my, but my buddy would say, I was so sick of spam. He said, but when the camper got hit, these cases of spam exploded all over the roadside. And he said, I was never so happy to see spam. He said, we could, we had to abandon the spam and we had to go and buy like regular burgers. Nice. Yeah. So nice. Very good. Well, okay. I can understand just by the, by virtue of looking at it, that it's, it's a good emergency food. It's, it's camping food. That- it, right. And it fed soldiers for many, yeah. many years, but it's probably not the thing that you want to open up on like Christmas Eve, if you can avoid it. Right. Anyway, this white sauce is my problem, to be honest with you. It's not bad enough that you've got the spam and the Oreos, but the white sauce on top, someone says in this article, a business insider that it's, someone said they thought it was mayonnaise. Now. Could be. Now I don't want that mayonnaise make sense. associated with Oreos. Well, I mean, people, we, again, we eat weird stuff, right? I mean, we eat ketchup like it's going out of style. Other people around the world use mayonnaise as their main condiment, right? Right. So it would make sense that Oreos, mayonnaise, and Spam would all be together on the same. Well, is there lettuce and tomato on that, I wonder? No. On- it's onions? It's not shown. None of those things mm-hmm. are shown. But Daniel Lamott, a video game industry analyst who shared this image on Twitter that I'm talking about with mm-hmm. the, you know, the Oreo, he said, the people in China hate this too. <laughs> well, somebody loves it enough that McDonald's is doing it, right? I don't know. Okay, How about when I you like, travel, okay, what I like the mixture of of tastes, like sweet and savory. I'm yeah, into of that, course. but that I can't go with the uh, yeah. with the Oreos. Yeah. Okay, so when you travel, like so, I, you know, I would travel, you know, and, and go, you know, I'd be in Europe by myself, and I and so I was like gone for like nine months, and I, I made a pledge that I would not eat American food Smart. while I was traveling, Smart. right? And so I didn't. But then when we were in China, we took a, a years later, I was with a group of people and we stopped into a, a McDonald's. People were like overjoyed. Oh, no. We're I going. know. And, and I was like, well, what do you, you want to eat local food? Right? I don't understand that. When I was in Indonesia recently, there was one night everybody was like, oh, can we just go for American food? What I are you kidding me? You can have American food every anytime. Like yeah, yeah. when you live in America. Right. I traveled with a guy who was on this Chinese trip. He refused to eat any native food he ate out of vending machines the entire time and he had like six bottles of freeze-dried peanuts Why which travel? is what he existed i don't know what Why he existed travel? seriously okay what country peanuts. have you been in that you thought had the best food or the most interesting food or the food you particularly like the best um well I, I lived for a while for a couple of months with a family in portugal 
Okay. And of course, so I ate all of their, you know, I ate fish stew coming out of my eyeballs. Mm. I ate calamari, fresh calamari. Okay. You know, it was cheap. There was a fish market close by. There was rice. There was mussels, paella, if you wanted that. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'd be very partial to that. I'd eat that again in a hot minute. Okay. Interesting. Um, I got to tell you, this was a real surprise to me. I, I mean, I really, really loved eating in Germany. And which is funny because all of the normal things we'd associate like schnitzel brats. and brats, I don't like any of that. And so yeah. when I was going on this trip, I thought, I'm going to hate this food. But when you get there, that is oh, not yeah. what they eat. That's no. like what they eat in Bavaria during, you know, Oktoberfest. <laughs> but otherwise, the normal <laughs> German's not eating that. So I had absolutely unbelievable food. The number one thing, salad. You want really? to talk about a country that can do a salad. No They're kidding. Spectacular. Really. Yeah. Hey, thanks for being with us. The podcast is up and running as soon as we leave the air. Have a great night, and God willing, we'll see you tomorrow. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.